Welcome to the 15th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co-host and accidental wall plumber, Adrian Pinter. How's it going, man? General Kenobi, I am quite well. How art thou? Ah, uh, pretty good. Yeah? I'm, I'm fairly okay. You coughed just before we started recording. Yeah, sometimes people cough. Mmm, awfully it doesn't sus. Have to be co- co- it doesn't have to be COVID. It could be. It's true. Yeah. Hopefully it's not, for your sake. It's and true. for mine. Yes. So how's the wall? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, my walls, it's good, it's good. Is it less poopy? Yeah, it's definitely less poopy. There's barely any poop in the walls. No, there's no none poop left. None poop left. None we, poop. Yeah, none pooped left in the walls. I'm not even shitting you. We put the bathroom back together. Okay, is it working? Uh, is it operating? It's operating. I can I can poop again. That's exciting. Without it go- flooding into the walls. Wow. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, bro, indeed. Didn't see that coming. Well, actually, I did. Yeah. That would be ridiculous if you couldn't use the bathroom ever again. That would be ridiculous, but so I'm, I'm glad. Ha- I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. It's quite nice now that I don't have to walk up two f- flights of stairs to go to the bathroom in the midst of my slumber. Now I just have to take about 13 steps. You never know what you have until it's gone. I No, honestly, yeah. It's a, that's a true statement. It's a true statement. Anything else new? Anything else new and exciting? Mm, no, honestly, not really. It's been a fairly uneventful week. I feel like this this past week's been a blur. I feel like nothing has happened of consequence. Maybe. COVID-19 just kept rising in Ontario. That's and then true. Doug Ford shut down Toronto, Toronto restaurants. Back to stage two, he says. Yeah, Cineplex. Yeah, Cineplex is shut down as well. In Toronto. But not here, though. Not here. In Guelph, it's still open. For now. Yeah, you never know. You never know what will happen in the future. It's true. Yeah. I guess there was the vice president debate as well. Did you watch it? I did watch it. Did yeah, you watch it? I did indeed watch it. Oh, cool. Do you want to talk about it briefly? Talked about the presidential debate. Just keep it brief. Sure, we can talk about it briefly. Yeah. There was a fly on Mike Pence's head. There was. There I mean, was. No, one, no one's talked about that He's yet. pretty fly for a white guy, man. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, That was a solid debate. It was a regular debate. It was. It, it was normal. Yeah. A little, yeah, there was definitely moments... But yeah, there. Yeah, it seemed like a pretty civil debate, and they. I feel like they kept it fairly civil for sure, um, which I appreciated. Yeah. However, yeah, I don't know. I just don't like either of them all that much. <laughs> My like Mike Pence seems like. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. He, there's something diabolical about him. I just feel like he's like this secret mastermind. There's something about him. Well, think about how many times he just dodged questions over and over again. Well, I mean, Kamala Harris dodged a bunch, too. Not, no, not even close. I don't know, man. I, they're I, always going to dodge questions. It's, it's well, a yeah, debate. they're politicians. It's kind of expected. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I, I watched the debate and, like... So did I. I, I, well, yeah. Start to finish. Yeah, me too. Start to finish. I personally thought uh, Mike Pence won the debate, although I don't agree with him at all. I think he... Uh, well, he's a good debater. He's fantastic. Well, that was known... He's a master debater. Hilarious. <laughs> but yeah he's, he's a mess ah oh, man no i get it no i understand yeah master debater no i get it yeah i understand what, what you're saying understood good joke thank you thank you absolutely wow i appreciate it i appreciate it but yeah but I he, think... no the thing about him is that he, he no he definitely dodged more questions i don't know man i felt like they both dodged questions i think what he dodged was more su- he 
what he dodged was more significant because he dodged like the uh, he dodged the question about like the peaceful return of power whatever whatever the rollover power whatever they said however they phrased it um and he dodged that question like like that was an obvious one i'm saying he just didn't answer questions at all what they were asking he was just completely talking around the question completely to the point where the moderator was literally saying i'll ask you the same question that i tried to ask earlier yeah mike pence are you gonna answer it though and there was a couple that Kamala Harris didn't answer. Yeah, I feel well, like they but I just feel like both he, dodged it. He was definitely not transparent. Like, oh no, in any no, capacity. no, definitely not. And um, then he, much like Trump, kind of made up facts. But anyways, yeah, let's not he, talk too long about this. This is getting way too political. This this debate was civil, other than the fly dancing on Mike Pence's head for two and a half minutes or however long it was there. He was. A, I mean, he was a civil fly, man. He was a civil fly. I don't know. I uh, I did uh, enjoy watching it. It was far less entertaining than the f- presidential debate. Which the second one is canceled, so I'm kind of bummed out about that. Hmm, I didn't see that. Got yeah, canceled, eh? This morning, saw it on the news before work. I was like, "Gosh, damn it! It's an hour and a half of good content I'm never going to receive." There are more important things in the debate. No, I agree, but it's just still entertaining. entertainment. Yeah, still kind of wanted to see one. Anyways, not that's important. fair. I mean, I guess it is very important. It's pretty important. It's quite important. Let's get into some show corrections. Shall okay. We? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with my own correction that you were so wrong about. You mentioned to me that my Apple TV subscription has lapsed. I did not. Which I was like, no, Simon. I'm pretty sure it hasn't because they launched Apple TV in November. Again, just go back into um, the tapes. There's definitely no way I said that. We both you, subscribed at the same time for the same reason. You 100% said that, and you can you can see that anywhere. You can see that anywhere. Yeah, you literally go back into the previous episode, and you'll yeah. see that you you specifically said that your you, subscription. Yes, you. <laughs> you. Yeah, you. Ah, whatever. Yeah, this, we're just going in circles here. Alrighty, let's reach into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? We ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to spillfocuspodcast at gmail.com. And longtime listener, Kenneth Stadelbauer, wrote into us, and he said, Plumbers and mongooses. It is Mon- pretty geese. much... It's mongoose. It is pretty much common opinion that Cameron's Avatar relies heavily on themes from Pocahontas and Fern Gully. Avatar 2, however, is to be set mostly underwater. Oh! So it will be a complete deviation from those other two movies. I would recommend you watch Disney's Atlantis before racing out to the theaters to see the next all-original installment of the Avatar saga. I actually look forward to seeing Avatar 2 in the cinema. Like the first one, it will be a popcorn flick with groundbreaking visuals. People will rave about it for the rest of the year. Avatar 3 will likely also feature amazing visuals that will make people nod to themselves and forget a week later. Yeah. By Avatar 4, people will debate how many movies were actually in the series. The star of Disney's new adaptation of Little Mermaid, on the other hand, Halle Bailey, is also known by her more bland birth name, Halle Lynn Bailey, my favorite acting alias is still the name Francis Ford Coppola's nerdy nephew, Nicholas Kim Coppola, adopted for the big screen, Nicholas Cage. Oh my after god. After the comic book character Luke Cage, aka Power Man, signed Kenneth. In a quote here, it ain't what they call you, it's what you answer to. A quote by W.C. Fields. Mm. So yeah, interesting. To be clear, last week we specifically talked about Avatar 2 and how it's finished filming. And we also talked about stage names that we thought were sort of interesting. I agree that Nicolas Cage is a good one. I mean, you were just giving us weird names that you like in the last episode mm-hmm. as opposed to names that exist in the world. They do exist. Which one? Humongous. Yeah, that's a name that you, you've heard elsewhere. Yeah. It's, it's not somebody's it's name, a YouTube though. video. 
What? There's a YouTube video where a guy gets asked, like, what's your name? But I don't even know what accent that was supposed to be. It's uh, this white woman asking this, this white dude, like, what's your name? And he's like, it's Hugh. And then she's like, it's Hugh what? Hugh what? Yelling at the guy, and he's like, humongous. And then she goes like, humongous what? And starts yelling at him and saying that he sexually assaulted her. Like, oh, I remember yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, that movie's... That movie. Could be made into a movie. Yeah, that that's a yeah, that's a ridiculous video. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that Avatar Two is supposed to be underwater. Yeah, I hear um, it's pretty hard to breathe down there. It's CG, Adrian. They're producing the movie in mostly CG. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. But yeah, it struck me all of a sudden when I heard that this was happening. What other sequel type thing happened underwater all of a sudden? And I just honestly just immediately thought of. The Phantom Menace and the Jar Jar Binks people. You know, what are they called? Uh, I don't remember. The fish. God, I don't know. It's been years. It's been years, Simon. Gungans. The Gungans. I knew it. The Gungans. Anyways, I just got a sudden flashback to... I really like that scene. To swimming down or taking that ship thing down into the Gungans Yeah, with that big, like, eel monster thing. Incredible CG. Just the absolute best. Honestly, (laughs) in my mind's eye, like, like, like in my brain, like, I feel like it looks fantastic, but I know if I watched it now. Yeah, it'd be pretty jarring. Yeah. It'd be pretty (laughs) jar-jarring. That's actually a good one. I'm going to give you that one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it made you laugh for yeah, real. That was a real chuckle yeah. is what that was. But yeah, let's let's get into what we've been watching. I appreciate oh before we do that actually, just again thank you to Ken who's just religiously listening to our show and constantly writing into us. I appreciate you I appreciate and your, you too, your comments. And your comments as well. I appreciate so thank those. You. Thank you, Kenneth. And of course, you, listener, I'm talking to you. Me? Not you. That, well, I mean, you might be listening as well to our episode after the fact, but I'm talking about the other listener that's also listening. Perhaps somebody who lives in Texas or in New Brunswick, Canada. Or... Thank you for listening to New us. New Zealand. And please, write into us. Come on, where, what are your thoughts on movies and TV shows? We want to hear your movie, your movie and... TV show thoughts. I'd love to hear your movies and TV show thoughts. Write into us. Splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com as Kenneth Stadelbauer has been doing every week. And now I ask you, Adrian, once again, what have you been watching? So I'm going to give one final update on Preacher. I finished the show. I don't know, man. I don't like that ending. I'll be honest with you. The more you don't I, like it. No. The more I sat on it, I was like, man, this is it's, it's anticlimactic in absolutely every possible way. Hmm. Like quite literally. It uh, it just I feel like it just fell flat and it it did things for the sake of being quirky and weird. Hmm. I just feel like it didn't do the rest of the story a service. I just yeah, there's something about it. I didn't like it. I don't feel like any of the characters, except for one of the main characters, grew at all. Like as people, it just kind of yeah. To me, it just kind of fell flat. Uh, one of my good friends who also finished it, we were talking about it. And yeah, he agrees with me 100%. He's in the same boat. And he loves that show. Wow. But yeah, it's disappointing, it, isn't it? It is. It is. The ending's just odd. It's just a weird ending that is a very unsatisfying conclusion to an otherwise pretty damn good show. Did you like the ser- series, I don't know what I'm saying, series season four then? Otherwise? I liked about end? half of it. Oh, okay. About half of it. I think it starts off slow and it ends weak. Um, I see. 
All right. But yeah, there's like a middle portion where it kind of picks up. But yeah, like again, the, the conclusion is just very unsatisfying and it feels like it's going to be. And then all of a sudden it just falls flat on its face. Well, and it's obviously intentional. Um, so I, I guess like I can't, you know, blame the creators of doing their vision, but I just don't like it. I see. I mean, it's still reviewed relatively well. It's a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's easily the worst se- season of the show. Just too bad. Well, that's sad. Yeah, yeah. What can you do? What can you do? I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess just live with it. Move on to the next show. Yeah. Maybe Fargo. Yeah, I think I might do that. I think I might do that. Or should I just wait until that's done? I don't know. I'm tempted as well. Not certain. I was just about to buy it on iTunes Mm. just uh, moments ago, but I kind of decided against it temporarily. Might want to wait it out. We'll see. Me too. I feel like uh, when I when season three of Fargo came out, I was watching it week to week and then fell off for quite a while because I like went to um, went on vacation to Serbia or something like that. Something random. I don't remember exactly. And then quite literally just fell off of it. And then it took me forever to get back into it. And then I just started it from the beginning. So I may just wait on Fargo and have that wrap up. Gotcha. But I'm very excited for it. What else have you been watching? So last week, I told you that I was going to watch a movie. Oh, no. Hubie Halloween. Don't do this. Why did you watch I, this movie? I watched it. I was just kind of in the mood for something stupid. Well, that's for sure. And it's stupid. honestly, not that it's bad. Good, not that bad. For it. it was actually pretty good. It was actually it's pretty running good. running at like 50, 53% of Rotten Tomatoes at yeah. this point? Yeah. It's, uh, last I checked, anyway. It's honestly not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's definitely not his worst movie, which is good. Like Adam Sandler's worst movie. But it, I found it pretty funny. I, I think I was just, it was like that right place, right time. I was in the perfect mood for something like slapstick and ridiculous. And it really just hit the spot. I tell like, us, tell us about Hubie Halloween. So Hubie is this guy that I believe suffers from some sort of like mental uh, disability. It's it's fairly unclear. Or he's just a weirdo, like an incredible weirdo and has a accent that his mother does not have for no reason and can barely talk. But he's the nicest guy in the town. And everyone hates him except for one person and, and his mom. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you just added his mom in there. Yeah. <laughs> so two people. Yeah, I guess two people. And anyways, you know, Halloween's coming up. So he he's always on point on Halloween, trying to teach kids safety, all of this sort of stuff. And then he gets a new neighbor that moves in. And his neighbor is played by Steve Buscemi, who, funnily enough, is in the Fargo movie. And again, plays a ridiculous character, you know, uh, that boards up his house because he's, <laughs> like, I guess, like, possibly a werewolf. And that's kind of what they're going for. But it's, it's really funny, though, man. It's just absolutely ridiculous. They do some stupid shit. Like, in the first like 30 seconds of the movie um, i'm gonna just spoil the first 30 seconds just just so you know what you're getting yourself into he's biking down this road and these kids <laughs> i'm actually laughing while thinking about it uh these kids like he has this he has this one of the one of his tools in the movie is this thermos he calls it a swiss army thermos because it can do everything it just has a like unexplicable items in it Anyways, he's like drinking out of his thermos and these kids start throwing eggs at him while he's riding down his bike and he captures every egg in his thermos, closes it, shakes it, opens it and goes, mmm, breakfast, drinks it and then immediately just vomits while he's biking down this hill, just like projectile vomits. What? And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the first 30 seconds? Yeah, that's yeah first minute i guess and um yeah i was like i honestly just laughed out loud i was like i'm in for a good ride right now like it was it was just yeah right place right time i don't think like i don't i I think you have to be in a certain mood and prepared for incredible stupidity to watch this movie but i honestly enjoyed it i would recommend it 
I would definitely recommend it. Alrighty. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, Halloween fast approaches. Yeah. So. Yeah. What have you been watching? I finished off The Boys. Oh, me too. Pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it quite a bit as well. I enjoyed it. And we're actually going to get into it a little bit further down the road. Correct. On our episode releasing on Friday. Friday. Because we're going to give it a closer look. Closer look episode. Yeah, to focus specifically on The Boys, talk about the nitty gritty details the spoiler Mm -hmm. cast if you will for the season for the entire season two i'm excited to talk about it with you yeah what did you think about the boys just uh, broad strokes i guess i really enjoyed it i think the second season's just as great as the first i think it captured the magic perfectly it's bloody it's gory it's um exciting it's funny it's 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 just a really good tv show i said it when i talked about the first two episodes of this season that like it has no business being this great of a tv show and uh, I still stand by that by the end of it. I'm excited to see what's what's coming next um, in the show. And again, I just really like the characters in it. They're all, even though some of them are deplorable, they're all like fairly likable characters and you like watching them on screen, which I think, jumping back to Preacher real quickly, I think Preacher kind of failed on that by the last season. Whereas in The Boys, they're awful people, but you at least still are entertained when you're watching them. Hmm, I see. Um, which is kind of what I found in that, like in The Boys itself. But yeah, I don't know. I, re- I really enjoyed it. I think it's a fantastic show, and I highly recommend it. It's doing incredibly well for Amazon, so I'm really happy about that. Not happy for Amazon, but happy that we're more than likely going to get a third season as well, which I believe it's already been renewed for. Yes. Okay, cool. But yeah, what did you think of it, my friend? I really liked it, yeah. I don't, I don't want to get into too much detail because it's a long, well, eight episodes. Eight episodes. And it's hard to really get into too much detail without giving away some of the plot, and I really don't want to give away the plot. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, definitely an interesting, obviously, concept. If you haven't seen the first season, the idea is the superheroes are owned by a corporation. It's just about that corporation kind of running these superheroes with PR. They've basically all got PR people. They call the heroes the Seven. Very similar to Justice League, but if Justice League was owned by a massive corporation. And they're saving people and they're basically asking the superheroes to go out and uh, and specifically uh, save America and potentially the world if they can get the contracts for it. And so it's kind of interesting that the concept of it is really cool, but the uh, I, the main idea is it's kind of like that new video game coming out, Suicide Squad versus the Justice League, mm-hmm. and that these superheroes are not really heroes at all. They're terrible people. They're bad blokes. And the boys are this group of individuals trying to bring them down because they're actually corrupt, power-hungry assholes, basically. Yeah. Carl Urban's fantastic in it He's the whole so way good, through. Man. Anthony He's so Starr, good. Uh, really great as Homelander. I don't think I've seen Anthony Starr in anything else. Maybe I missed something. I'm not too sure. I-, I can't think of anything he's been in. And then Giancarlo Esposito plays the head of Vought, Stan Edgar. And Giancarlo Esposito is just, I don't know. Again, I think I said this before, but has the most gravitas of any actor currently working on TV. So he's extremely entertaining to watch. It's just a great cast. It's a great story. It's ridiculous. And it's a rated R show about superheroes, which is kind of unique in that there's just not many of those. I mean, Preacher, I guess, is a comic book-based show that's arguably like rated mature or rated R. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of in that same vein. I do find that automatically the t- first two seasons are s- kind of better than pre- what Preacher has done. I think actually going back with you. to Preacher, by the way, just to t- talk about it briefly... I was thinking about it recently, and I, I think actually the first season is my favorite. 
in comparison to the next two seasons. Obviously, I haven't seen the fourth yet. It's really good. I, I really so, enjoyed the first season. Just the they that's where they introduced the Saint of Killers and they they really that town was kind of interesting. They had a really interesting dynamic. I feel like the when they started dro- going around America and when they they stopped in uh, in New Orleans, I feel like they kind of I don't know, they felt like a ship without a rudder a little bit. And then I don't know if they ever really went back on course to the greatness of season one. But in this case, The Boys season two, as you said, I argue is just as good as season one. It's definitely a show that I think is worth getting into. It's it's funny in a very dark way. Season two specifically is quite dark mm-hmm. uh, and definitely worth the watch. If you're into superheroes at all, I'd say it's it's pretty great. I agree. I agree. So yeah, catch us on our Closer Up Look episode airing this Friday where we talk specifically about The Boys Season 2. Ooh. Anything else you've been watching, good sir? Um, No, unless you want to talk about a trailer that recently released. Right. I actually I put this into the notes here specifically for you because I know you watched, or I should say read, Invincible, the comic series. Yeah, I did. By I Robert did Kirkman. And so I thought I would throw that in there that they aired a trailer for Invincible. And I thought it looked pretty cool. Like the art style based on all the photos I've seen of the comic, it looks very much like the comic, which is really neat. Yeah, man, it's incredibly faithful to the comic's art style, which I'm super happy about. This trailer was so stellar. It made me so excited for what's to come. I'm curious as to how faithful they're going to stay to the original story and like what they're going to kind of switch out to maybe keep it fresh and interesting. Honestly, I'd be pretty happy with them just keeping that same story and kind of going with it and just seeing it come to life on the, you know, TV screen. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious. Like, this looks really good. I'm, like, I'm fairly confident that this show is going to be awesome. Still don't um, have a date yet. Interesting. No, they did say it's next year, but yeah, it didn't say a specific day. Yeah, it's, a little strange. Yeah, it is. I agree. But I don't know. I guess, like, everything's kind of... Up, up in, in the, the air, air a little bit. Chase. Although you could technically, I mean, it's an animated show. Yeah, but there's Seems still like enough have... collaboration involved, I imagine. Like, I feel like it's probably easier to make an animated show from home. I'd but, say so for sure. Yeah, like... Um, but even social distancing at work, you could easily do that too, potentially, right? Like, why, yeah, I guess why, so. why couldn't you? Like, I, like a show, for instance, you're filming a massive movie like Jurassic World. I don't know. It's kind of tough. People are exerting themselves. They're running away from dinosaurs, potentially. I know a lot of COVID spray, you know, that, that could potentially happen, especially with a large crew like that. So I, I don't know, like, the thing is, is they've been delaying the, saying the release date for years. This is kind of something that's been announced for some time. Yeah, it was initially announced as a live action movie, though, if you remember. Also on Amazon. By the way, this is a Amazon series. Yeah, an Amazon original. series, just like The Boys. And so Amazon's doing the, the right thing, mm-hmm. I feel. I like. agree, man. And yeah, I, I'm so stoked for this. This looks bloody. Uh, just like the comic series. And again, it's a great story that I feel like not everyone's into graphic novels and not not too many people are willing to, you know, sit down and just read, which again, I don't really read any books, honestly. I just like graphic novels quite a bit. So this is going to bring a new audience to a absolutely stellar IP. Um, are you worried about what you just said at all? You know, you just said that I don't, I don't read novels. I just read books with pictures in them. Yeah, I'm not worried about you that. You stand by that? Yeah, I stand by that. <laughs> Okay, I'm fine with it. I only wa- I only read picture books, okay? I do only read picture books, and that's I'm like all a five-year-old child. How dare you? How dare you? You know what? You actually not read anything. Like you never, don't read novels. You have no interest in reading any novels at all. I mean, I have interest in reading some novels, but I'm never going to take the time to do it. Like, what's your favorite novel you've ever read? I don't know. Probably like one of the Darren Chan books. Darren Chan? No, I've never Darren read that. Darren Chan. 
Darren Shan, sorry. Yeah. Cirque du Freak series. Oh. Have you okay. ever heard of it? I think I have because I think you've told me about it on yeah. our previous podcast. Possibly. Because that's the only other place you could have told me about it because we don't talk, we don't talk outside, outside this, this podcast. podcast. Jinx. Yeah. It's uh yeah, I don't know. It's a they made it they try to make a movie out of it, the the Cirque du Freak series. They called they it failed? awfully. Terribly. Wait, did they fail at making the movie completely, or they made the movie and it was shitty? They made the movie and it was absolutely atrocious. Oh, it was, really? Yeah, because instead of... Cause it's a 12-book series, and they did the typical, oh, let's put the three book, the first three books into one. Why does that happen? Like, the series of unfortunate events. Yeah, it was one of those situations. Although I did like a series of unfortunate events as a movie mm. with Jim Carrey as Count Olaf. I yeah. thought that was quite great, but... I don't know. They Yeah, they it was awful. John C. Riley was in... That movie actually, really, Josh Hutchison as well. I don't even remember it coming out at all. When, what year was this? This was like over a decade ago, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was so excited for this. I remember when it got announced. I used to go on. And then like, you you watched this movie and you never read another book again. This yeah, is what exactly. Happened. Yeah, it filled everything. Yeah, yeah, I went to I went to the theaters for it on like the first night. I was so stoked. I I feel like it was in maybe I was in, still in elementary school because I remember being in like blogs and stuff and like reading up any rumors about it and i remember specifically when they announced the movie and how excited i got just being like yeah my favorite book series um and then i remember seeing the trailer and being like oh like this is gonna be really good it's gonna be really good <laughs> and i remember watching the movie being like what the fuck was that i was like 13 years old <laughs> i don't know how old it was i'm actually curious when that movie came out i feel like it was definitely over a decade ago though 2009 it came out in 2009 what's it on rotten tomatoes 38 percent 38 yeah much lower than who be halloween yeah, honestly, Hubie Halloween. I'm almost a tempted to watch Hubie movie. Halloween based on how much you love that movie. Man, watch it. It's kind of ridiculous. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. It's a good, uh, good hour and a half. Good hour forty. Wow. Yeah. Hubie. Hubie Halloween. I just keep thinking Hubie. about Hubie. Hubie Halloween is such a good title it's a, because it's catchy. It sounds so stupid. It is the stupid. name, the title itself. Just if you just think about the name, but it's catchy. Sometimes I like. I think I woke up in the morning and I think I said Hubie Halloween. Yeah. Just weirdly. I watched Halloween. that movie and I didn't even say that. It's a, honestly a really great cast. There's a lot of super awesome cameos. No, that's good. The typical cameos that you'd see in an Adam Sandler movie. Just him and a bunch of his friends. But it's really Sweet. good. Cool, man. Yeah. Let's get into the news, shall we? No. Number one. As reported by website The Verge, massive worldwide theater juggernaut Cineworld has decided to shut down all theaters in the US and the UK as of October the 9th, 2020. With ownership of the sizable theater chain Regal Cinemas, Cineworld is the second largest theater company in the United States after AMC Theaters. This closure specifically includes the shuttering of 536 theaters and over 7,000 screens. Cineworld's decision to close theaters has been said to have been heavily influenced by the delay of highly anticipated James Bond film No Time to Die last week when it was pushed back from November of this year to April 2nd, 2021. With no big blockbusters on the horizon for some time due to the coronavirus pandemic, many theater companies have been feeling the pinch. As Cineworld CEO Mookie Greidinger explained to the Wall Street Journal, quote, We are like a grocery shop that doesn't have vegetables, fruit, and meat. We cannot operate for a long time without a product, unquote. Adrian, what do you think about these shutdowns? Mm, makes me not feel good on, in, on the inside, I'll tell you that. Makes me pretty sad. It does. Makes sense why Cineworld didn't buy Cineplex. These cowards closed down before our our amazing Canadian Cineplex chain. That's because... You want to know why? Because Canada's better than the UK. We spawned off the UK and we're better than them now. Uh, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. That seems like a lot of animosity toward the UK. No, I, don't, I honestly don't mind them. 
You're fine. I don't support this message, by the way. This is a Adrian's going off as, on his own with this mm. kind of message against the UK. I, I love the UK. I yeah, it's good. I don't know. I don't agree with beating up kids out of movie theaters, but you do. Obviously, you do. That I don't all the time. beat up kids. Stop Anyways, saying this. So it's nonsense. So yeah, Jesus. like this. Uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 dire. It's unfortunate. It's a. Uh, What's well, like not? A, I don't know if it's dire. We'll see. Well, what's it's gonna dire. Happen. I mean, all these bad. people that work there have lost their jobs again temporarily. Yeah, for the for yeah, foreseeable future, at least. Um, I think, so. honestly, it seems likely that we're going to see Cineplex shut down the entire operation in Canada as well. I don't no, know. I like, it's looking pretty bad lately. And I feel like, I don't know, people are really, like the provincial leaders are really hesitating to shut down the economy again. The economy, but I think that you gotta, I'm sorry, but I don't know. There's just got to be, we're going into flu season and we've mm-hmm. got COVID. That combination with the, in general, the pneumonia-like symptoms you get with COVID mixed with the colder weather specifically. I think we said this previously on the show. It just seems like it's going to be rough and the cases are higher than ever now. Yeah. So I'm a little concerned that uh, I don't know if you can really keep this up for much longer. No, man, I, I definitely get where you're coming from as well. It's This is like a very tough situation because it's kind of, you have to think of it in two ways like what's the effects of these lockdowns doing to our economy will that affect more people than covid's affecting etc um you know how is it handling like mental health with a lot of people that are being stuck at home and children and everything like that yeah, i don't think that on matters, top of the, the, the mental health like what do you mean the, the mental health is still going to be a problem anyway if we keep drawing this out no, like, I agree. look at new zealand they've completely eradicated it yeah it? i mean they, they solved it what if we had done that right away i know yeah, their, their nice. choices were great it seems like we just I don't know. I I know that there's a balancing act between the economy and COVID, but I don't know. Like we might have been able to have Thanksgiving if we had a like a more strict shutdown, perhaps. I don't know. It's it's an interesting one. I, I agree. It is a balancing act, but I just I yeah, question. Man. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I'm obviously not smart enough to give like a fair. Like I, I'm no Scientologist or economologist, so I don't know like exactly like what what this is really doing. Nor am I. I'm not a Scientologist either. Okay. Good. That's good. Just to be clear. But yeah, like, I don't know. It's, this is a very tough situation. And it's unfortunate that we're in it. And we're obviously going to be talking about this for years and years to come. It just makes me sad, you know? We're doing a movie podcast, maybe a TV show podcast, and we can't even really go to the theaters. I know. It is sad. But I mean, there's still lots of movies that are coming out on streaming services. So it's not, I mean, the end of the world for us. I just worry about the closing shutdown of theaters, t- uh, like, permanently. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's if that just... ever happens, I am going to shut down COVID permanently. Oh, yeah, you're going to shut it. Why don't you just do it now? Go out there. I'll figure it out. Beat COVID up. Give me time, know? okay? Give me time. I'll beat COVID up like you beat up those kids. You know what I mean? I'll do that. I'll do that for us. I didn't beat up any kids. Oh, my God. Why do you keep this up? This is not... <sighs> Whatever. Number two. Exactly what someone would say if they did beat up kids, mind you. Number two. As website Variety has reported, Denis Villeneuve's upcoming movie adaptation of Frank Herbert's sci-fi novel Dune has been delayed to October 1st, 2021 due to the coronavirus pandemic. Dune to the coronavirus? This isn't the only Warner Brothers film to be delayed either. As we discussed a few episodes back, director Patty Jenkins' movie Wonder Woman 1984 was pushed back to Christmas of this year, which is said to have created a ripple effect for all future Warner Brothers blockbusters. As CBC News has reported, this ripple effect has forced Warner Brothers to also push back Matt Reeves' DC film The Batman from fall of 2021 to the spring of 2022 instead. Adrian, more bad news, which is piling on the bad news in the first few news segments here. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a, uh, have a, a good news sandwich or bad news sandwich, whatever sandwich? 
you, you start with good news, you give the bad news, you end with good news. Could have organized this a little bit better, Simon. We're just getting the bad news out of the way so we can just move on to some the better good news. stuffs. Yeah. I hope so. That's nice. That, that way our episode gets better as we go. Whoa. You're a smart guy. Are you sure you're not a Scientologist? I'm, I'm positive that I'm not a Scientologist. Okay, man. Specifically. Okay. But yeah, man, uh, that's unfortunate. I'm, I'm especially disappointed about the Batman being pushed back even further. We just got that amazing trailer. Remember how it ended? Question mark zero, question mark one. I guess it's not that anymore. Actually, yeah, it, it kind of makes more sense. Maybe that's why they use question marks. But no, they have the zero and the one. What, you think it's going to come out 30, 30, 30 31? Here we go. COVID-19, buddy. Dude, <laughs> that'd be ridiculous. I mean, obviously, again, like, this has to be done. Hopefully, like, this will save the movie industry down the line once once COVID is, uh, you know, dead and gone. Theaters reopen. Everyone flocks to the theaters. But can the theaters survive that long? That, I guess the question is, can they survive that long? This long without being open if they keep getting shut down? I don't know. This is lots of questions here. I don't know. It's such a, it's a, such a wild time. Who should we know. call for answers? Is this a Ghostbusters reference? No. I'm okay. genuinely curious who, who we should call for answers. You think there's a way? You think anyone has the answers? Well, if anyone ha- anybody had the answers, I mean, they would have probably given them to the leadership. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know, man. You think like you think Wonder Woman's going to get inevitably pushed back again as well? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think it's going to get worse, way worse by just specifically the end of like this year. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I, I don't hope for this, obviously, but it just seems likely, unfortunately, that... I don't like, know why you would. Ontario is gearing up for a shutdown, I, I think, like mid-November, end of end, A end shutdown of like the shutdowns we've never seen come before it. Well, I probably like the first shutdown, actually. Maybe even more. Again, I don't obviously, again, hope for this. This is unfortunate overall. Yeah. And yeah, I hope Cineworld survives having been shut down. I hope Cineplex especially because we're in Canada and Cineplex is a massive part uh, of Canadian cinema life, I suppose. And so it would be really great if all of these theater businesses could survive this awful time. But I guess we're, we're bound just to find have to out. Wait and see. What do you think the likelihood that they is that they release Wonder Woman 1984 on like HBO Max or something. I don't know, man. It's a weird one cuz like I mean, Marvel is a good example pushed Black Widow to next year. Back to its original like release date essentially. Just a year later. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, a year from when it was supposed to have launched, which says something about the fact that I mean, they have Disney Plus, and Disney Plus is wicked popular compared to HBO Max. I mean, the good thing about putting Wonder Woman on HBO Max is it kind of puts HBO Max specifically on the map. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if, if they did that, I feel like they would get a lot of subscribers. It's kind of like putting Hamilton on Disney Plus. Although Disney Plus was already wildly successful without Hamilton, mm-hmm. by putting Hamilton on Disney Plus... It saw an increase. It, it flocked subscribers. Yeah. For sure. So there's a good possibility. That's a good point, actually. They add Wonder Woman to HBO Max. It could, again, flock subscribers. And Definitely. And they succeeding in any capacity if you're going to compare it to Disney Plus or Netflix or even Amazon Prime Video and all of that sort of stuff. The HBO Max content or at least what they own is tremendous. They should be winning arguably or should be tied with Disney Plus at this time in my mind, especially with the hype behind Batman versus Superman. Oh sorry, Justice League. Justice League, the Justice League Zack Snyder cut. So, I don't know. It's just a little strange, but I I think that they're also licensing content to other places and things like that, so I don't think that they have the perfect formula but yeah also they have the the greatest movie of all time american pickle but with seth rogan Oof. and so Stop i feel like that. automatically that should have just made them extremely popular no about a man who pickle brined himself 
and came out of the pickle brine a hundred years later and was the same age as he was when he pickled brine himself. That's that, I mean, could it be a better movie? No. Even just based on the description. Couldn't be a better movie. It's so freaking amazing. Oh, what did you just say? Yeah, it's so freaking amazing. It's the best movie ever released. Anyways. You know what? I just thought of a correction. I don't know if this was the last episode we talked about or the what? episode prior. Because you I brought do? up uh, the Justice League. We talked about who was going back for the reshoots. Right, that was very unclear. We, yeah. we kind of didn't solidify that. Yeah, Henry Cavill like has confirmed he is not coming back for the reshoots because he's busy filming The Witcher. So that has now been confirmed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's what was said, that he specifically was in an interview and he said he wasn't going to come back for mm-hmm. it. But I don't know how that works because I don't know. I, I, none, of this, I, none, none of this makes sense. If you can CGI off a mustache, you can CGI on a face. Keep in mind that CGI mustache fiasco was literally part of the reason why Justice League... It starts that way, and I feel like that set the tone for the movie. Yeah, everyone you know what just I mean? expected it to fail. Well, that's quite literally the first scene in the movie. It's yeah, right. It's weird the, It's the foreshadowing of the rest of the movies. It's a mashup of things that, that Joss Whedon sense. and Zack Snyder, like, conflicting views of how to make the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a mashup. It's a mashup. Mashup of mustache yeah. and mustacheless Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Anyways, number three. As Variety reports, actor Benedict Cumberbatch has officially been cast to reprise his role as Doctor Strange in the third Sony Pictures Spider-Man standalone movie starring Tom Holland. Much like the ever-successful films Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home, the third movie in the series will be directed by John Watts and have significant ties to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. With Doctor Strange involved in the storyline, it certainly begs the question whether the new movie's plotline might involve Marvel's multiverse in some capacity. The next Doctor Strange standalone sequel, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, is planned to build upon the concepts of the multiverse that will likely be explored in prior films and Disney Plus content when it releases in March of 2022. Interestingly, the second Doctor Strange film is also said to be directed by the original Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 director Sam Raimi. On the topic of the multiverse, Sony is certainly no stranger having released the incredibly well-received animated film Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse that excitingly combined many unique versions of Spider-Man from multiple dimensions. The currently untitled third Tom Holland Spider-Man film is, at present, slated for release for December of 2021. Adrian, Spider-Man, with Doctor Strange in it. What do you make of this? Cool. So I feel like now more than ever, it feels like we might actually be getting a live action into the Spider-Verse movie. It makes sense. Honestly. I wouldn't go that far. I feel like we could definitely maybe see at least cameos. I wouldn't even be surprised if we saw just some like Spider-Man cameos. Maybe maybe even as early as Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You know, maybe, maybe we'll see, because it's Sam Raimi, maybe Tobey Maguire will be in the movie as a brief cameo or something. It'd be pretty cool. Well, yeah, I'm confused. No, that's that's what I mean. Like it's teased at in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is coming out after. Is it? I could have yes. sworn. Hence oh, the... upon the con- yeah. Sorry, I thought that movie was coming out way earlier. I thought it was too, and I had to read read it over again. Yeah. Okay. I had to listen to you over again. Can you repeat the, the entire story? No, I'm not gonna. Okay. Sorry. Um, that's what rewind is for. The 15 seconds back. Thirty seconds back. It's 15 toggle. seconds back. 30 seconds forward. Ah, my mistake. Anyways, yeah, yeah so I don't think it would be teased in that. I'm questioning how far well, they'd yeah. actually go for the Spider-Verse. So I, I don't know if they're going to actually go that far in the Spider-Man movie. I, I have a feeling that it might be disappointing in, if we're expecting to see like Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire. But it would be amazing if we did get to see 
a Spider-Verse as early as Spider-Man 3. I think it's maybe going to gear up for Spider-Man 4. Like set it up. Maybe he's in it only seeds. at the end or something like that. We, mm-hmm. we don't even really know. Like even having Doctor Strange and Thor Ragnarok was kind of interesting, but it wasn't really necessary. It was necessary. fairly brief. Yeah. It just kind of uh, progressed. The bl- Me too. I-, I enjoyed it as well. I'm curious. I feel like I feel like it's going to be a much bigger role, though, than uh, he performed in Thor. That's my assumption. It feels like he's kind of taking on that Tony Stark mantle, you know, like putting Spider-Man Tom Holland under his wing. That would be cool. Like a, kind of like a mentorship. I feel like he's exuding confidence at this time. Mm-hmm. In the first Doctor Strange movie, he wasn't really. No. He wasn't really exuding that confidence. And th- that's one of the things I really like about Doctor Strange from the comics, from what I know of him, is he's extremely confident in his abilities and he knows more than the audience knows. And that's the greatest thing probably about Infinity War. Yeah. Avengers Infinity I War. I agree is completely. That he knows way more than everybody else and it makes him unique in that way. So he's like the, you know, the wise wizard type guy. And I think that's really neat and I'm hoping that, that they really use that to, to their advantage. It would be really cool if he becomes like the next Tony Stark in that mentorship to some of the other characters. That would be really neat, especially obviously Spider-Man. That would be really cool. Yeah, I would love to see that, honestly. This movie just seems more and more interesting as as we hear about it. I'm, I'm, I'm loving the curious. fact that they would even do this tie to Marvel because they they basically were just leaving the Marvel Cinematic Universe not long ago. Yeah, after Sony, uh, Far From Home release, they... they announced that that was the last one that they were separating the universes technically and then yeah they had a little spat sony and marvel sony and disney they're like nah we're not going to do this anymore we're not going to be partners anymore which i think is a mistake and we kind of talked about this last week that there's this concept that maybe they're just building out the sinister six sony is for spider-man villains they're building out their you know rogues gallery and when they have this rogues gallery built out with you know the world famous character uh for instance Electro? No, no. Wait, sorry. World famous character. I'm thinking the name is Mojave. Is not Mojave. Morbius? Yes. Mojave. Morbius. I don't know where I got Mojave from. What the fuck? Like the Mojave Desert. Anyways, uh, yeah, Morbius. Like characters like Morbius, as an example, which are not characters that really I necessarily want to see. In other words, I was being sarcastic saying he was a world famous character. Like the Venom movie is just like half, it just feels like a half assed film. Could yeah, have been it's way very better. Whatever definitely could have been way better and hopefully the next one's good but i don't really have that much of an instinct to to go watch it in theaters necessarily at this time hopefully the trailer's good for it but my point is sony seems to be gearing up to leave the mcu and it's kind of annoying i just kind of want them to just be buddy buddy because far from home from homecoming to far from home they made an extra like 200 million dollars at the box office it's just just live off that success guys come on you know you can both use spider-man you can be friends I, I want them to be best friends, but we'll see what happens. Like Batman and Superman. I don't know if that was the greatest example, considering literally the end of our show every single episode. But anyways. What? Never mind. They so become friends. They do become friends. over the Best friends. Over the, the concept of their mothers being named the same name. Number yeah. four. As reported by Variety, Netflix's original TV series Glow has been officially cancelled after three seasons, despite having been previously renewed for a fourth and final season. Glow is a comedy series starring Alison Brie that follows a troupe of female pro wrestlers. The relatively large size of the cast and crew, combined with the close nature of many of the scenes, made safely filming this particular TV series difficult, with the looming presence and possible dangers of COVID-19. After the decision to cancel the series, series creators Liz Flahive and Carly Mensch said that, quote, COVID has killed actual humans. It's a national tragedy, 
and should be our focus. COVID also apparently took down our show. Netflix has decided not to finish filming the final season of Glow. We were handed the creative freedom to make a complicated comedy about women and tell their stories and wrestle. And now that's gone. There's a lot of shitty things happening in the world that are much bigger than this right now. But it still sucks that we don't get to see these 15 women in a frame together again. We'll miss our cast of weirdo clowns and our heroic crew. It was the best job, unquote. So there's a there's a bit to unpack here. So I'll be honest, I, I didn't watch Glow, and that's not necessarily what I want to talk about. I, I know it's very well regarded, like it's well reviewed, it's a good show. Uh, I've only really heard good things about it. But the real thing that I want to talk about, other than, of course, its cancellation, is this is the first of many to come, I think. That's kind of my worry, is what other shows are going to suffer this fate? I know I know that's such a ridiculous thing to talk about when people are, again, literally dying. But I feel like it's a good conversation to have and uh, something to kind of look into. Because, I don't know, man, like, who knows what might happen to shows like Ozark or insert other shows here <laughs> that I can't think of off the top of my head. I don't think Ozark would be canceled due to this. But but what separates Ozark from Glow? Like, I guess it's popularity. popularity. But I know Glow is still very well-reviewed. It's argue, I think it's better rated on Rotten Tomatoes than uh, Ozark is, if I recall. Reviews doesn't determine whether they keep a show running. No, definitely. No, I agree. But it it, it is just something to look at. I don't know. It's uh, something I'm curious about. Like... It's all about the viewership, though. So they made a business decision based on the fact that this show, first of all, the intimacy of the actors, they're literally wrestling each other. Um, That's a problem with COVID-19. There was something, I don't know if it was Riverdale or they were showing, which is a very popular show on Netflix. I think they were showing that they were filming that show and they were saying that they had to like rinse out their mouths with mouthwash for every kissing scene, like like multiple times, just for each kiss take. Each kiss take, they, they did that, which is... I mean, ex- extravagant because that's it's good. It's a good there call. was a certain. I think it was like two minutes each time, which is again for You're safety. Just making out for two minutes? No, for the mouthwash. Oh. Two minutes of mouthwash washing out. Bleach. Pay attention, my friend. No. Come on. No. Okay, that's fair. But anyways, that, I think that that's the issue is that they're wrestling and the intimacy. I think they mentioned that as well that the intimacy of the way they shoot this show is the problem. It's got a large cast and crew. Even if Ozark had a large cast, though, it doesn't really matter because ultimately it's such a popular show. I don't think Glow is even close. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, viewer, listener. No, you're probably you right, this. honestly. But I think that that's the main thing. It's a business decision because it costs money to build these safety measures, put them in place for this. And it sucks that this has to happen. And there's already been cancellations, by the way, for other shows. Oh, like what? Like shows that have been uh, renewed and then canceled because of COVID? Or shows that have just been canceled? Because this was specifically renewed for its fourth and final season. And I, I believe it already started filming. That's at least what it seems uh, to be. And then obviously they had to stop and then it got canceled. So like I I assumed that this was the first show to be renewed and then immediately canceled after because of COVID. We talked about actually a few weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago. That Stump Down was was canceled after oh, it was by renewed. Kobe Smolders. Same idea. Apparently, ah, it's good call. Actually, COVID. you're right. Apparently, that one as well. There was a couple others. I was researching it before, but I've honestly forgotten which ones they are. So uh, apparently, Drunk History was canceled due to the pandemic as well. Drunk History. Drunk History was a popular show the last couple years. Hmm. I've honestly never heard of it. Uh, it's is it like a six, YouTube six show. Seasons. No, not a YouTube show. Feels like that's like a YouTube 
channel it's on comedy central ah but yeah that got canceled as well so like there's there's a bunch of these shows that just are getting canceled potentially after being renewed or they're kind of being considered for renewal and then they're just not being renewed because of covid and it's the nature of their popularity i think is a big part of it because if you have to pay for these kind of safety measures the insurance for the production like a, a movie like the batman is not going to get canceled <laughs> the problem with this as well as we talked about this earlier is are we going to see these more interesting, more unique titles like Glow continue to exist? Or are we just going to see these mainstream blockbuster type movies like continue to be safe. made? Yeah, which is problematic. And so you might get really, really indie movies like, for instance, Malcolm and Marie, which gets made based on the passion of the artists making it in that kind of bottle episode type idea with Zendaya and John David Washington created by... The Euphoria creator, Sam Levinson. Correct. Yeah. So that type of thing is really cool, but I, that's what I was thinking. It's gonna, is it going to just be no middling type movies? There's going to be really indie movies and then extreme blockbusters in terms of budget because no, it's just going to be hard to get funding, which mm. is going to be, I don't know, it's just problematic. It sucks. It's, this is going to be an issue and interesting to watch, I guess, for the next few years. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully months and not years, but I guess we're going to find out again. I guess I lied because I said that we were, you know, talking about the bleak yeah, stuff news. and that we were talking about good Three news. Three out of four so far are bad news. Yeah. I so. don't remember what the next one is. So I guess <laughs> we're going to find out. Um, now? Oh, and we don't have to. You have more to say about this? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, like, it's, it's kind of funny. I feel like we've had a conversation like this before, but I almost feel like it's going to be the opposite. Maybe not these, like you know higher budget indie flicks but i think now more than ever there's there's way more risk so i feel like if anything we'll be getting more like smaller budget movies that can make their money back a lot easier or tv shows that can make their money back easier because there's way more risk of losing millions upon millions upon millions of dollars because i think interesting but with the streaming services that there that exist now it's almost perfect timing you know Mm. like netflix doesn't really care about making movies for the theater anyway so their risk has not really ever been that. It's always been to sustain and build upon their sus- subscriber base. Yeah, so when they create so. a movie yeah. like The Irishman with Martin Scorsese, they spent a lot of money on that. But ultimately, it, it was in it went to streaming. Like they, I think they aired it for like their a couple weeks period because they wanted to be a contender in the Oscars. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you know that wasn't such a big thing. But I, I get what you say. I, I do understand what you mean. But I don't know. I don't know. I guess we just got to wait and see. This is one of those situations. Yeah. I don't know. I, I get where you're coming from, too. Look at us just understanding each other a bit. Look at us. Oh, you're just going to leave me hanging. Fine. Yeah. All righty. Speaking of that, actually, just briefly. Leaving I, I, you hanging. Number five. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, man. We're, we're, like, we're doing like half segues and then not getting them because I'm not even going to segue to number five. I watched recently on Facebook, there was like this video that popped up of Paul Rudd dancing. I definitely saw that pop up. I what a joyous, joyous man. Yeah. He was unaging, by the way. Yeah, the man doesn't he's, age. He's been young. He, he's gotten younger over the years. One of my favorite characters in the MCU is literally Ant-Man because yeah. Paul Rudd is just He's so amazing. lovable. He's fantastic. He's just such a unique actor and comedian. Ugh. Yeah, he's great. 40-year-old virgin. You ever watch that movie? No, actually. It's a classic. It still holds up. It's pretty funny. It's an earlier movie, like early 2000s. I really like I Love You, Man. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Something yeah. about it. Something about it. It's, yeah, it's charming. Yeah, I didn't love it when I watched it back in the day, but I remember. I only watched it. it recently, actually. I think it was like last year or something like that. Mm. I was impressed with it. I was impressed with it. 
I'm glad to hear that, my friend. I'm glad. Yeah, to I hear never. That. I don't know why I never got into. I never got to watching Forty Year Old Virgin. Steve Carell is so great. Mm-hmm. It's worth a watch. It even has. No, nope, doesn't have a. I was gonna say it has a sequel, but it, I don't think it does. I was thinking of something else. Okay, I'm find out. With that being said, thinking of something else, number five, as documented by website Deadline. Pixar's next animated movie, Soul, will no longer release in theaters on November 25th, as previously planned, but will instead be released on December 25th worldwide on the Disney Plus streaming service. Unlike the recent release of Disney's live-action Mulan remake, which required a $30 rental fee to be viewed on Disney Plus, Soul will not cost anything extra above the subscription price. Soul is directed by Inside Out and Up director Pete Docter and follows a talented music teacher voiced by actor Jamie Foxx, whose soul gets separated from his body after an accident. Adrian, this is half good and half bad news, I'd argue. What we do you won. Think? We won, Simon. Yeah. We didn't give Disney it was us. It was specifically our, us. Our, our extra money. We did it. You all listened to us, except for Ken. <laughs> and nobody gave Disney an extra penny. Yeah, the, that's kind of funny that you said that because like Ken's the only one who's watched every episode. Yeah. So we're only one we're specifically talking to most of the time is Kenneth Stadabauer, <laughs> and and he's the one who did, literally bought Mulan. So yeah. <laughs> did we succeed? But we didn't buy it though. We didn't. We didn't. Buy it. And that's the most important thing. We voted with our wallet, and I will continue to do so if they put any other movie like Black Widow because I don't know what's going to be like. I mean, Black Widow's supposed to release in the spring. Spring. Uh, I mean, COVID's not going to necessarily be gone this spring. Let's I mean, I hope. I hope it's gone. Gone. But... I hope it's moved gone out of here. Oh my God! I hope that worked in this context. So bravo. It did. Thank you. Thank Pete you. Doctor is a great director. I love him. Of animated films, Up and Inside Out are arguably my favorite Pixar movies. I am on the same page as you. Inside Out is definitely my favorite Pixar movie. It's mine as well. I felt Emotion. a lot of emotions. Watching that, I had a mental breakdown once I left the theater. Watching that, mental breakdown. I did. Wow. Yeah, it made me uh, realize that I I haven't tapped into my emotions enough. And then I did, and, and it, it changed all your came life. crashing down. It's changed your life forever. It has. It has. I love that movie so much. It is amazing. It is yeah. unbelievable. Wow. It's fantastic. It's it's yeah. Honestly, it's it's just a start to finish amazing movie. Up obviously has one of the best, most heartfelt, heartbreaking opening scenes of a movie and then the rest of it is just incredibly joyous joyous yeah he's fantastic i'm very excited for soul i uh, think up also has the most iconic score for a pixar film if i may say michael yeah. gaiacchino's score for that yeah no i agree with you completely. also the composer for lost and spider-man homecoming hey spider-man anything to add and, on yeah soul? like I, i've mentioned before how much i like jamie fox i'm excited to see him or hear him i guess i should say in this I'm very stoked for this. I, I barely know anything about it. I watched the one trailer that released, what, many, 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 many months ago. I don't know if they've ever released a second trailer, but it sold me on it the first time. I'm it already sold watch it. you on it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Me too. Oh, 100%. I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm really, really interested to see. Like, I just don't think Pete Doctor is going to make a bad movie. Yeah. He's just got such a good track record, and I'm excited for Christmas now. More than I was before, because I don't think I'm going to be able to see my family on Christmas due to COVID. So this is something to look forward to on Christmas Day. Also, with the concept of something releasing this throws on a Disney wrench Plus, in my yeah prediction. Right. Wonderful. So last week you specifically predicted that 
WandaVision would come out or the, it would debut its first episode on Christmas Day, which I thought was brilliant. And I said that multiple times. You said, Adrian, you were the most brilliant person I've ever met in my entire life. You're I didn't say that. You're the best around. I think you're brilliant. Your brain is brilliant. Well, I love everything I didn't about say you. You're pretty great, but that's not what I said. Thanks. I did say, though, that that was a good idea. And mm. I now disagree. I don't think that's a good idea. Well, I think it's probably going to come out on the 18th. Hindsight's 2020. The 18th, when I said it was going to come out. That's I what's probably going to come out on Division. I think it's going to be no, December 32nd. It's your second, for, folks. It's coming out December 32nd. Because last week I told you it. What? December 32nd. 32nd? Yeah, that's my guess. No, come on. You already guessed the 25th. No. You're, gonna, you're just going to have to lose like a man. No, I'm guessing the 32nd. I have a way better chance for that one. The 32nd? Yeah. There is no 32nd of December. That's what you say. They're going to create... Oh, imagine they created a 32nd day. What? Just oh, to fuck with That would be unbelievable that you were correct on that. They just create... Like, Trump creates a 32nd day to win the election or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, know creates, how that works. Like, he's like, well... But I see how that's plausible. You know what? <laughs> I can't lose the election if the year never ends. <laughs> just it's like I'll, I don't know why I feel like I channeled more Bernie Sanders there, yeah. but anyways, I, I will do a peaceful transfer of power this next year. This year is huge. It's a huge year, and he just keeps on adding days. He just keeps adding days. <laughs> I'm gonna add a month. He adds bobulary. If he did that, I'd give him credit. I Trump. Would honestly... Oh, he's got a Trumpuary. Trumpuary in the, the new month, the 13th month of the year. Yeah, Trumpuary. Honestly, I don't. I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. Yep. You got to give credit where credit's due. That's a that's a brilliant idea. Well, we just came up with it. Hopefully, he doesn't take it and run yeah. with it. Anyways, I know he listens to the podcast. Oh, of course, it's him and Kenneth Saddlebauer. Those are our two mainstay guests, yeah. or not guests, but listeners. Listeners. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty cool if he listened to the podcast. What What, what do you think? This is, this is a serious question. I'm not even like trying to take a, a jab at Donald Trump or anything. Sure. What kind of music do you think he listens to? What a great question. Yeah. I feel like there's an answer very easy if we like searched it up. Yeah, you think but he's like jamming to up to like Frank Sinatra? No. Or you think he's just playing Dr. Dre in the in the White House? No, I don't think that either. I don't know. I'm actually curious. I feel like it would be like something like he probably likes country. Republicans like country music, don't they? Uh, well, it's, I mean, broad it's strokes. A, it's painting a, it with a broad brush here. <laughs> I think it would be like rock. You think rock like ACDC and yeah, stuff like, like that? I was just gonna say like ACDC and like Kiss. I don't know why he doesn't talk about that. Like I feel like he would. Uh, I feel like he could win some people over. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. What kind of movies do you think he watches? That's a great question, too. You think he just watches Home, Home Alone 2? over and over again. <laughs> Home Alone 2 on repeat? Yeah, that's for sure. I don't know, like Aerosmith. That's what I'm getting for the, yeah. for the for the music vibe. And then movies, I don't know. Yeah. He just watches the movies that he's been in, though. Only TV shows he's been in. He just watches The Apprentice over and over again. You're fired. Yeah. You're fired. You're fired. Are you testing out Trump impressions? No. I was just saying you're fine. The only p- impression that you're extremely good at, wow, is Christopher Walken. Hey, it's me, Christopher Walken Closet. Oh, my God. Hey. I just wanted you to do that. I baited you right into that. That's the worst Christopher Walken impression I've ever heard. But I, let's move right on. In, right in with a number out of 10 on how good my Christopher Walken impression is. If it's 10, I'll... I'll uh, I'll understand because it's super, it's super, it's the, it's the only right answer. It's the only right answer. 10. Wait, if it's 10, you'll understand. If it's not 10, you won't understand. Is that what you're saying basically? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. It's 10 or higher. It's quite the impression. Mm -hmm. Nothing compared to my Jerry Seinfeld, mind you, but. Don't you dare. 
Why don't you like my Jerry Seinfeld impression? I just I just don't like it, Simon. All right. Well, I guess I'm not even going to let the audience decide. Actually, write into us if you want me to show the Jerry Seinfeld impression. Please don't. Uh, I need I need at least two two people to write into us saying that you want that though. Otherwise, write into us to tell us about how bad Adrian Pinter's. How dare you? It's not bad. Tell us how good Again, number out of ten. That's all you got to say. It's anything lower than ten. I don't understand. You're okay. wrong. That's fine. Now onto the montage. A sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one. According to Variety, actors Craig Robinson, Andy Samberg, and Common are set to star in an action comedy called Super High about a special strain of marijuana that doles out superpowers to its users. You want to know what Craig Robinson and Andy Samberg have in common? What? Brooklyn Nine-Nine, dude. They're both in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Number two, as reported by publication Collider, Chloe Grace Moretz has been cast to star in the Amazon TV series adaptation of William Gibson's 2014 sci-fi novel, The Peripheral. Vision. What? The Peripheral Vision. Number three, as followed by publication Entertainment Weekly, Peaky Blinders actor Patty Considine has been cast as King Viserys in the Game of Thrones spinoff series over at HBO. Is this going to be as good or better or worse? than the original Game of Thrones series, question mark. Number four, according to Variety, Netflix has ordered a Godzilla anime TV series called Godzilla Singular Point, set to debut in 2021. Oh, I love me some anime and I love dinosaur monsters killing people, especially when they shoot lasers out of their mouth. Fire, it's fire out of his mouth. Number five, as reported by Deadline, Network's PBS Masterpiece and the BBC are developing a four-part limited political drama series called Roadkill that will star the night manager actor Hugh Laurie in the leading role. I'm surprised you you took the night manager as opposed to house. (laughs) Like, why the night manager instead of house? (laughs) Or veep? Number six. As reported by Variety, the Colin Trevorrow-directed Jurassic World Dominion has had to halt production after multiple crew members tested positive for the coronavirus. This news comes just a few days after Universal chose to push back the Jurassic World release date from the summer of 2021 to June 10th, 2022. This is arguably the worst news ever. Very disappointed in this. Number seven. As reported by Deadline, the Lashley Ream novel, Losing Clementine, is being developed into a movie that is set to star Molly's Game actor Jessica Chastain and the assassination of Gianni Versace actor Edgar Ramirez. Ooh, I'm excited to see this. I love Jessica Chastain. Number eight. As reported by website The Verge, Apple is extending the free 12-month promo period for streaming service Apple TV Plus by an extra three months for those who had purchased an Apple device within the last year. So does that count for people that bought the iPhone 11 Pro Max on launch day? Yes. Number nine, as Variety reports, the Apple TV Plus series Dickinson starring Haley Steinfeld has been renewed for a third season just prior to the release of season two. Interesting, good, I feel like they're confident. I think that's the best rated show on Apple TV. At least it was at launch, like out of the launch shows. I'm pretty certain about that. Number 10, as reported by Deadline, actors Kea Scadelario, Hannah John Kamen, Robbie Amell, Tom Hopper, Avon Yogia, and Neil McDonough have been cast in the next Resident Evil film that is set to take place within the infamous Raccoon City in the year 1998. 
I'm very excited for that as well. I'm super stoked. I feel like that's a great cast. I really like Kaya Scodelario since I watched her in Skins, seen her in Skins back in the day. Super cool. Exciting. Woo! And that concludes the montage. Oh my god. What was that? It was the ending theme that you made specifically for this segment. That was you. No. Everyone knows that was you. You're not fooling Nobody anybody. Nobody knows. Anyways, it's I like got... they believe they honestly they all know that I didn't beat up children. Yeah, you okay? did beat up the children. Why would I lie about something so severe? Why would you say that on a podcast? I don't know, man. A lighthearted podcast, Adrian. Come lighthearted, on. more like light farted. Ha, got him. Anyway, no sense. I got new releases for you. This what are the... they? Oh, oh, sorry. You, what uh, you want to read these? Uh, oh. You want to read these? Because you keep on interrupting me. Whoa. Yeah. Well, come on. <laughs> no. What are the new releases, man? Okay, I'm. I want to know. I want you to tell me. Come Let on. me tell you. Let, Let me, me tell know. You. I want to know what they are. So this is for the week spanning from October the 12th to October the 18th. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. So these first string of movies all come out on October the 13th. Once again, every movie in here, I made sure it at the very least had two sources or one incredibly reliable source. Oh, you're changing the rule now. Yeah. Well, like, you literally said it has to have two sources for you to put it here. Yeah. For the release date. Well, if it says it on the Cineplex app and it tells me, hey, this is playing in theaters this Friday, I'm going to believe it. Or if Netflix shows. You're going to believe it? Believe it. As in Justin. Believe it. Justin Belieber? No. You're going to believe it? No, I'm going to believe it. Aren't his fans called Beliebers? I don't know, man. I do like Justin Bieber's music, though. Did I just make that up or is that a real thing? No, that's a real thing. Okay, good. Yeah. Just making sure. Imagine if you like made it up. You coined the term. You believer? coined the term. No, no, believer. I didn't mean I made it up before. I mean, did I just make up a stupid term that yes. has nothing to do with anything? Anyways, continue. What's the first movie? It's a movie called Monster Force Zero. This was confirmed by Movie Insider and the trailer itself. It's a real movie, but the entire movie was shot at a comic con. Okay. None of these people are well-known actors. But anyways, the movie is about this group of cosplayers that gain the powers from their cosplay. And then they're, in, they're, they're teleported into this multiverse to fight off evil aliens trying to destroy the Earth. Does this sound as... I mean, does it look as bad as it sounds? It looks like shit. It looks so <laughs> <Okay>. bad. <laughs> and I hate to punch down, but punching down is some, some of the funnest shit to do. This movie sucks. I guarantee you it's going to suck. Well, you don't know. We haven't seen it, but... No, I guarantee it. Okay. If it if it is not, if it's not awful, I will cut off my left toe. That's not worth the risk. What if it's like a 90% of Rotten Tomatoes? Mm-hmm. By the way, that's that's a I mean a metric, because remember what we said: if it's above ninety, we're gonna love it. We're gonna love the movie. So I feel we like probably will like it. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with these I'm these bets. I'm gonna hold you to this. Okay, we'll cut your toe off on the show. Yeah, on podcast. Yeah, we'll just take out a, a pair of shears. Ah. We'll do it on Halloween night just to make it yeah real like, spooky. Ouch! Ouch! That's my left toe. That's that's exactly the same. I'm gonna I feel make. like if you said that, you literally have some kind of nervous system issues. <laughs> you just can't feel pain. It's just it's just that ridiculous. Anyways, the next movie that's coming out is a movie called Broil. This was confirmed by Movie Insider and FirstShowing.net. I was reaching for this one. This actually seems like a pretty cool movie, though, from the trailer. It's like this weird cultish family that's having some like infighting. Kind of unclear what's going on in the trailer, but uh, it seemed interesting enough and it had my attention. This is coming out on video on demand. Same with Monster Force Zero, by the way. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called The Disrupted. This was confirmed by Movie Insider and the official website for the movie. The trailer is an absolute incoherent jumbled mess. It starts off with this guy that's an obvious sociopath who kills people 
just so they can have like this opportunity to use their gun or whatever. I don't know. And then proceeds to just show a bunch of unconnected scenes with these random characters saying random pieces of dialogue. It, it's absolutely inco- like I, I saw it and I was like, I this trailer is atrocious. Like, it does not look good. Uh, it's coming mm-hmm. out on video on demand as well. I see. And then the final movie that is coming out on October the 13th is a movie called The Wall of Mexico. This actually looks pretty cool. It was confirmed by Movie Insider and Rotten Tomatoes. This movie is about this wealthy like Mexican family um, that made their wealth by selling water. And they have a bunch of these like American white people working on their property, essentially like working on their farm and everything like that. Yeah. However, someone starts stealing the water, so they make these people build a wall around their house. So it seems like some pretty oh, cool commentary. Yeah, satirical. Yeah. Satire of the United States in some way, or yeah. almost like opposite day? Yeah, kind of. It looks uh, pretty cool. The trailer actually is uh, worth a watch. I recommend checking out the trailer. Maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. Interesting. Interesting yeah. concept. It seems, like, it seems like a cool concept, I agree. The next movie that's coming out, this is coming out on October 14th. The only movie, at least, that I at least that I could find that is coming out on October the 14th. It's a movie called Blackpink, Light Up the Sky. This is on Netflix, and this is confirmed by Netflix. I also saw an ad on uh, Instagram for it. This is a documentary about a Korean girl band. Sorry, is the second source Instagram? I guess so. Yeah, I guess the second source is the Instagram ad. Wow. So, hey, man, getting sources from everywhere. But again, it's a documentary about a Korean girl band, and uh, they essentially just tell their story about their like rise in fame. Does not look up my alley by any means, but hey, good for them. These next movies, all of them, are going to be coming out on October the 16th. That's Friday. It is. It is. Super exciting. Yeah, man. So the first movie that is coming out is a movie called Two Hearts. This is confirmed by Movie Insider and the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com. It's a romantic comedy about this college student who falls madly in love with a classmate, as well as a separate storyline, I guess, is going on at the same time, but this Cuban exile that falls for this, like, flight attendant. It's coming to theaters. It's actually playing at nearby theaters near us. Nearby theaters near us. The next movie that is coming out is a movie called The Devil Has a Name, confirmed by both Movie Insider and the most reliable source on the internet, m.thehyphenumbers.com. The this is sequel act- to Devil All the Time. No, would be a very quick turnaround. This is actually also starring Edward James Almos. Robert Pattinson. No. Oh. This is not starring Robert Pattinson. This is starring Edward James Almos and Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Sora? What? And Haley Joel Osment. That's not the role that anyone would know him from. We're, talk, we're talking you on gotta a... you got to interrupt? This is a film and TV podcast. Why do you got to interrupt me? They would know him from Sixth Sense? No. From Sora. Or AI? Sora from Kingdom Hearts. This is about an oil company that's poisoning a farmer's water and destroying their crop. This is like uh, based on or inspired by uh, true events or whatever. This is coming out on video on demand and limited theaters. The next movie that's coming out, which I am incredibly excited for, which I feel like I am going to watch on the Friday that is coming up, is the movie called The Trial of Chicago 7. This is confirmed by Movie Insider, Netflix itself, the trailer, whatever. This actually already uh, released in theaters. Like it had a limited theater run uh, playing near us, but it's going to be released on streaming. They got to get nominated uh, for those those Oscars. You it's know? true, yeah. But it's it's releasing on Netflix this Friday. The trailer looks amazing. This movie looks fantastic. It's already like it's getting amazing reviews. It's based on a true story, all star cast. 
Just directed the and written by, by Aaron, Aaron Sorkin. Sorkin. So I'm all in for this. I'm very excited. I highly recommend checking out the trailer or just watch the movie going blind this Friday. This is the month of Sasha Baron Cohen, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because, yeah, he's in this movie. And then also Borat, uh, the subsequent film is coming out next week. Next, I believe, Wednesday. Yeah, it's very interesting, actually. He's such an interesting actor. He is. He's in a bunch of things. Like, he's in Les Miserables as well. Like he, it's pretty impressive his his range. I would say, yes. now, obviously Borat and uh, his his commentary on the state of the United States with is it called This Is America? It is. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's a really interesting actor overall. He's got a lot to say. I agree. I agree. I can't wait for Borat the subsequent film. I honestly cannot wait for that. Is it called Borat the subsequent film? Yeah. Oh. Something like that. Interesting. You got to watch Borat. Um, I know. I got to watch week. that first. Yeah, watch That's it for key. next week so we can talk about it a bit. Uh, maybe I'll rewatch it and then uh, we can watch Borat the subsequent film. I do really want to watch the trial of the Chicago Seven though. Oh man, so that's I'm the all in. priority for, yeah, 100%. for next week for sure. Yeah, definitely. The next movie that is coming out is a movie called Clouds. This was confirmed by Movie Insider, uh, Google, IMDb. About this like teenage guy named Zach Sobiek. He forms like this music group called A Firm Handshake and records the inspirational hit single Clouds. My question is, is this song already made or are they assuming that this song is going to be a hit? This is a Disney movie, so I assume this is coming out on Disney+. Plus. I didn't really fact check that. I just read that line, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this? Is this like a Cheetah Girls type scenario? Maybe. Maybe. Probably not as good. Wait, you think that they believe that the song Clouds is going to be popular in the real world, not the fictional world that this movie takes place in? I think it's, yeah, I think that's what they're aiming for. So they named it after the song Clouds because they want to make the song very popular and be a hit single in real life as well as in the movie. Yeah, I guarantee you we're going to hear this song on the radio. Oh, no. Probably where we work. Yeah. Every day, 110 times. I'm going to blow my Like that ridiculous brain. train song. Plain can we talk that, about that for a moment? Yeah, yeah fuck please, that song. Please start singing again. Sing, Plain so can... that song, that one that makes me want to hang myself in a fucking closet. <laughs> that song specifically is literally the tune of that classic duet you know what I'm talking about? The piano duet that people play together. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. It's the duet song. How is that now plagiarism? I guess you can plagiarize something that's open, you know, it's specifically public domain. But yeah. anyway, I know that's, that is my least favorite song probably of all time. Yeah, I hope the entire band of Train no. gets into a... No, whatever you're going to say, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just stopped it. Anyways, what's the next movie? I mean, let's just move on. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Don't Look Back. Yeah, or just Don't Look Back. I know we're not actually on uh, the camera, but I just looked back. I broke the rules. This was confirmed by Movie Insider and the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com. It's about this woman that's dealing with her like traumatic past or whatever. However, she witnesses this dude get getting assaulted, like hardcore assaulted, among other people. We're watching this man get assaulted, and then they all start getting killed off. But by who or what? Hey, man, this is coming on video on demand. So this next movie that's coming out, talk about a cool concept. I'm about to let you know about it. It's a movie called Monochrome, The Chromism. This was confirmed by Movie Insider, and once again, firstshowing.net, coming in clutch. That's two this, this week, two times I used them as a source. This is like a dystopian movie, kind of where the world and everyone in it is black and white. However, blood, at least maybe the specific blood, is is red. And then people start turning back into like their regular colored selves. 
and all the monochrome people like hunt them. So it's a super cool premise. Wow. The trailer looks not good, though. No. Oh, which really bums me ruined. out. Yeah, it's a really cool premise. Check out the trailer. Check out the what trailer. What a great idea. That I kind know. of this idea it doesn't remind me directly of it, but the the concept of how great a quiet place is yeah. is the concept of this is a a great concept. It seems like in this case, unlike a quiet place, which is mm-hmm. a great John Krasinski movie, it seems like it's botched here. Yeah, but. Yeah, that also reminds me of a little bit of the the methods used in potentially again not again it's not the premise of it obviously but Schindler's List with the black and white but there's elements of red that they they use mm-hmm. throughout they use some elements of color so that's that's a really cool concept it's too bad that they couldn't execute it appropriately does I it look agree. like a horror movie at all or no no it looks kind of like a thriller ish but not not like a horror movie it seems like more of like Doesn't a drama movie seem to matter because we're probably not going to watch it due to its terribleness yeah i agree how many people you think died in a quiet place because they farted too loud oh my goodness in that in, in the, the beginning probably yeah. probably a little a be lot quiet, of people be quiet <laughs> they just get murdered they just get murdered by these aliens uh, so ridiculous what a ridiculous thought that speaking was. of a quiet place actually just briefly what's the next movie really gonna be about i don't know man it it's looks just... the trailer looked kind of cool but it reminded me a lot of just like walking dead but with quick aliens but i don't know hopefully it's good i'm excited to watch yeah, it it's got killian murphy in it as well yeah i love killian murphy cillian murphy killian murphy however you pronounce his name he's fantastic he's so good mate and i'll never forget the time we watched a quiet place in the theater and i was i was trying to eat i think it was like a i think i brought in a protein bar mm-hmm. uh, and i was i don't think i got to eat because i just came from work and i got there i'm like i'll just eat this protein bar i, I didn't get to eat dinner and so i was just sitting there and it was just deadly quiet and i start to open this wrapper <laughs> and and i could just feel people's eyes on me as i was making the most noise possible because this movie it's very the score is actually quite good because it it goes into these really high volume moments, but ultimately a lot of it's about the the lulls in which you get this really quiet, no score, no noise at all, which creates a tremendous amount of tension. And so I, I'll never forget that. It's like I, I didn't think it would make that much noise, but when the theater is that quiet, it makes noise. I'm like, I'm going to wait on this rapper. I'll wait until it starts getting yeah. louder. But anyway. Great movie. This next movie that is coming out is a movie called She is the Ocean, confirmed by both Movie Insider and m.the-numbers.com. It's a documentary about nine women who just love the ocean so much. They just love it. It's a limited theater release. Next movie that is coming out is a movie called Escape from Extinction. Oh my goodness. Oh, how are they going to escape from it? This is confirmed by m.the-numbers.com, the most reliable source on the internet, and a trailer. This was... When I, when I read this, I was like, oh, I'm pretty excited to see what this is. This is just a documentary. Oh, okay. It's kind of boring. It's mar- narrated by Helen Mirren. Starring Tony cool. Collette. Yeah, <laughs> as, as a horse. As a horse. No, no, um, Tony Collette's not in this. Yeah, just to true. be clear. No, it's, it's narrated by Helen Mirren, um, and it's about like stopping one million species from extinction. feel like they just really wasted that name. It could have been a way cooler movie. Next movie that's coming out is a movie called Gahabe. G-H-A-B-E. Gahabe. I think it's probably just Gabe. No, it's Gahabe. Yeah, this is confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com and Movie Insider. This is about a Syrian refugee who is living in this cabin in the woods, and he falls for this woman who is Swedish. Oddly enough, this this entire movie is in Swedish. This is apparently coming to theaters in the U.S. 
I doubt it, but th- that's what they said. That's I think a lot of these said. movies are somehow coming in certain parts of the U.S. Mm. That, like because each state is different. Some of them are open in some way, and some of them aren't. Yeah, so I think this is possible. Who knows? Who knows? Not me. I mean, who's watching them in theaters is the question, I suppose. The next movie coming out is a movie called The Kid Detective, confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com, and Rotten Tomatoes. This stars Adam Brody, actually. Uh, This played at TIFF, and the reviews uh, written about it seem fairly positive. It's about this dude that, when he was a kid, he used to be a really great detective, and as he aged, he tried to live up to, you know, how he was as a kid, but in reality, he's just the alcoholic it's meant to be like a dramedy movie, apparently going to limited theaters. Seems like a kind of cool premise from the reviews I briefly read. Uh, I don't know if there's a trailer uh, of it yet. I didn't really look too hard, but I try to watch the trailers for a lot of these movies. The next movie here is a movie called The Opening Act. This is confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com, and Google when you search the movie. This is about this uh, like up-and-comer comedians starring Jimmy O. Yang, probably best known for his role in Silicon Valley. However, this movie has some really big-name comedians in here. There's Ken Jeong, um, who... I assume playing his father, but that just might, that just might be being, I might just be racist in saying that. Um, So I don't know. Um, It also has uh, Bill Burr in it, Tom Segura. But yeah, some, some fairly big name actors in it. So looks kind of cool. The next movie coming out is a movie called Shit House. This is confirmed by both the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com and Rotten Tomatoes. This is streaming and in theaters. It's about this like lonely college uh, freshman and he, uh, He's living in his house, and suddenly the pipe bursts in his wall, and poop is spewing from it. Shit house. Yeah, it's true. It's a movie about me. Oh. Next movie. Oh, I didn't even make that connection. Shut up. I'll just leave it there. It doesn't look good. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Twice Born. Ooh. This is a movie that was confirmed to be releasing by m.the-numbers.com and the trailer itself. This movie looks wild. This guy becomes Buddha reborn and must save the world by spreading the truth believe it's in japanese i watched the trailer it looks mental it looks absolutely ridiculous it's coming to theaters apparently i don't know about this one i don't know but it looks wild watch the trailer it's like 30 seconds it's just i was i was, it was sh- a teaser yeah i was kind of in shock i was like what the fuck is this really yeah it's weird it's that shocking it's just weird man it's a weird premise he literally yeah this guy just becomes buddha he's like shining light he's like fighting demons or something i don't know man it's weird watch it okay. watch the trailer cool and then the final movie that is coming out is Lupin the Third, the first. Hmm. This was confirmed by the Cineplex app. This was the one movie that I knew about it because I knew it was coming out because of the Cineplex application. This is a CGI anime movie. So Lupin the Third actually is a really old manga series that dates back to the early, like, or sorry, late 1960s, and then was followed by an anime series as well, uh, along with like movies and stuff. Lupin the Third is like this gentleman thief. And he has like this crew of people and they just, they're just thieving and stuff. But yeah, looks kind of cool. Uh, interesting sort of like 3D anime art style uh, where it, it kind of differentiates itself from, you know, these Western um, animated, like 3D animated movies while keeping that like sort of anime aesthetic while still being th- 3D. Cool. I feel like I just talked in a circle there for a solid like 10, 15 seconds. <laughs> Anyways, that's the movies releasing this week, baby. Noise, noise, noise. Great work. Great work, Adrian. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I do my best, and I do it when I'm with you. Oh, Well, that's really it for our podcast this week. <laughs> we don't have any uh, other mailbag letters to, you know, talk about today. 
Write it in, right? Give me a letter. We just ask you once again to write into us. Splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com. You can, you know, DM us directly on Twitter. Slide into those DMs, you know? We want to we wanna hear from you. And we also, you know, we want you to talk to, to us about anything. It could be any topic. Not only just movies and TV shows. Again, we talked about this at the beginning of the show. Please write into us. Yeah. You can talk to us about feet. You can talk to us about cheese. You can talk to us about feet cheese. Foot cheese. Feet cheese. Cheese from multiple feet. I not see. a single, not a single foot, but multiple feet. Like mashed together. This sounds really gross. Yeah, disgusting. I, f- I hate feet. I hate the look of. And feet. now you're talking about foot cheese. I look at I look at feet and I get disgusted. Are you serious? Yeah. What about your own foot? I hate it. You, you sock them up every time. I sock them up every time. Do you ever unsock your feet? No, I take a. I do the Justin Timberlake from Friends with Benefits or No Strings Attached, wh- whichever movie he's in. That's that's not with Ashton Kutcher, but with M- Mila Mila Kunis. Oh, that's uh, that is Friends, Friends with, Benefits. with Benefits. You sure? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna stick with that one. And he take he even takes showers with his feet on. <laughs> no, with his socks I hope on. So. With his socks Jeez. on. Is he sawing think, them but off? But I think I think he leaves them on because he he can only have sex with his socks on, and then he's like having sex in the shower, so he keeps his socks in the shower on. I never watched this movie. It's it's actually pretty funny. I watched it like many years ago. I see five years ago, maybe. Exciting. Yeah. Well, okay then. Thanks, Adrian, for for joining me. You're welcome. Once again, I I do uh, reiterate that we are available on all places in which podcasts are aired that may be apple podcasts or google podcasts iHeartRadio, radio amazon tune in radio that's correct deezer even so please subscribe to us please if you have a moment no seriously you like please. our content please subscribe to us share us with your friends your family invite me to christmas dinner thanksgiving is too late you won't even hear this have a merry thanksgiving happy thanksgiving we're really botching the ending here kind of like preacher season four. Ooh, that was a good one thank you for listening to the 15th episode of split focus a film and tv podcast my name is simon Eady, and this is adrian pinter signing off oh i got one i actually have one more letter uh, one more letter. let me open it up okay it's uh this is dear adrian and simon batman v superman is a good movie signed zach snyder thank you zach for writing in take oh care guys oh my god goodbye Take care. Goodbye.